Moses said, I have never been eloquent, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. But the Lord said, Who gives speech to mortals? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to speak. May the Lord be with my mouth and teach me what I am to speak. Amen. Please be seated. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension when Christ was, uh, when Christ ascended up to heaven. Um, And the Baptist churches that I grew up in made a big deal about the Ascension. They didn't celebrate the Feast of the Ascension, but the Ascension itself was a very big deal. It was, for them, the proof of the truth of Christianity. The common gotcha line, if you will, uttered from the pulpit was, you can't find a grave with the bones of Christ out there. To prove that Christ was God and in heaven. The early church felt similarly about the the ascension. Uh, For the early church, it was a significant display of God's divine approval of the work of his son, Jesus. However, Modern Christians, us and the churches I grew up in, sometimes kind of get stuck there. We get stuck at the ascension. Either we get stuck on the question that the disciples asked, Jesus, Lord, Is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? Is this the time when you will restore the fortunes of America, of the church? Is this the time when you will restore the fortunes of me? Because everything else has gone pretty crummy so far. We get stuck there, or alternatively, we think this is the end of the story. That the end of the gospel is Christ's ascension into heaven. But as St. Luke writes in the first paragraph of the Acts of the Apostles, the, the lesson we read today, he, he seems to indicate, no, this is just the beginning of the story. He says, in the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all the things Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day he was taken up to heaven. 
if that was the end of the story, why would there be a need for a second book? See, Christ's ascension, the gospel, the books of the gospel that we read in church, that's just the beginning of the good news that is the true gospel. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus tells us what the good news is. He says, see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. And in Acts, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, the good news is not just that Christ is God, but that Christ has brought repentance and forgiveness of sins, and that God's Holy Spirit has come to the church and is with us still. So Christ tells us to be witnesses to the whole world, to the ends of the earth, witnesses of repentance, of God's love, of a God who loved us each individually so much that he became incarnate, and a God who loves us so much that God's Spirit has been given to us and continues to dwell with us. The good news is that God has chosen to dwell with us just like in the Garden of Eden in those first days. But we get stuck. We get stuck on the story ending with Jesus just being God, or we get stuck on the disciples' question of, is this when it's going to happen? Is this when my enemies get what's coming? Is this when you're going to make everything right? We get stuck there, and so the angel's question to the disciples rings out to us even as much to them. The angel asks, Men of Galilee, why do you stand there looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Disciples, why are you standing there just looking stupid? Christians, Church of God, why are you just standing there? We proclaim Jesus is coming again. The the angels tell us as much, tell the disciples as much, 
Will we be caught having wasted that time? There's work to do and gospel to spread. Thanks be to God.